What's been up in life, man? How you feel like you're working out been going? Like, you been doing it pretty consistent? Or? Yeah, it's hey. been pretty consistent. I try not to miss three days, really two. I try not to miss two, but yeah. three is where I'm at. What about you? How's your knee? It's cool. Um, it's coming along. Traveling is kind of throwing my PT schedule off, so just trying to get focused on doing it on my own. Ain't doing great, but could definitely be doing better, but I'm getting there. What's up? What percentage do you feel like you need it? Uh, I would say 60. 60? 50, I 60. thought you were higher than that before. Uh, I guess I look what's, at it. What's, what's the percentage made up of? Maybe Because yeah, I feel yeah. like a while, like maybe a month ago, I feel like you said a different percentage. Mm. I thought you said something higher than 60. Because I had asked you, like, oh, are you able to, like, Take off and run or get able to jump. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm I'm able to jump, but it don't feel good landing. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'm just saying. I feel like you said a higher percentage. So I was yeah. surprised when you said sixty. Yeah, like I can do box jumps up, but going them down still some needs some progress. So I'm just looking at it from a sense of like what I could do to what I can do now, and I would say I'm capable of sixty percent of what you could do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Random. Is there anything, not that you regret, because I don't mm-hmm. really like to ask the regrets thing just because me personally, yeah. it ain't too much stuff I necessarily regret. Mm-hmm. I'm going to accept it is what it is type person. Regret's not really going to help me out. Is there anything that you would change, however, done something differently if you could? Like, what's one thing? In my life or with my knee? Your, your life. <laughs> oh, my life. All right, cool. I'm um, not it around your knee. Let's see. One thing I could have done differently. For me, if I could go back and do something differently, I think I would have done took sports more seriously. Mm. And I, not to say that I didn't take it serious to an extent. I didn't take it as serious as I could have. Yeah, I would have taken sports more seriously. Maybe played in college. Maybe I just would have tried more in sports to let sports help me be like a better well-rounded two-part kind of athlete type person i would have been more athletic than i was and i w- i feel like i was pretty athletic okay i think i got a follow-up question to that but i'm giving you my answer first sure. uh i probably would have been a surgeon i probably would have really like been a doctor that was something that i thought about early on and i was like ah it's too much school but i probably would have did it okay yeah um I, my follow-up question to that is are you saying like I guess, what what do you feel like that would have provided you? Like, you would have made it big in sports, or you would have just, like, been more I mean, of I a, think everybody feels that way, yeah. possibly. Okay. Not necessarily that the goal is to make it big, yeah. but the goal for me would have just been college and see what happens. Mm, okay, cool. But it's, At least give yourself the opportunity. Yeah. The opportunity, and it's not even really about the opportunity. It's more so about I know I could do a lot better in sports than I did. I don't know if a lot oh, of people yeah. feel that way. I think yeah. a lot of people maybe have did probably their best at sports and still might not have got the opportunities that they wanted. I know I did not do my best at sports. Yeah. That's all. I got you. Understood. That's what's up. All right. Well, welcome back to another Zen Trap chat. 
the mission here at the Zen Trap is to inspire and empower people to continuously seek their person. No, to continuously seek eternal peace to maximize their personal potential. There you go. I'm one of your two hosts, Zen P. Yogi LG. Uh, today we got a Zen Trap chat. We got a new month starting. Come on, uh, man. It's Gemini season. Come on now. A lot of my friends are Gemini's. Hey. We got a lot of stuff going on this month. Summertime. I'm a Gemini. I'm, I'm on the cusp at the end. It's summertime happening. People getting on vacations. It's getting warm. Hoo-hoo-hoo. And our topic for the month is meditation and finding your peace. Meditation and finding your peace. Right when stuff probably about to turn up and go crazy, <laughs> we talking about peace and meditation. Absolutely. So why don't you start us off? What does those two things mean to you separately? So tell separately. me, what okay. does finding your peace mean? And then what's the what does that meditation mean to you? Like what is meditation to you? Okay. What you know about it? Uh, finding my peace is just I would define it as finding my center, my balance. Uh, what keeps me. Uh, literally like even um to a place where i'm not necessarily like i'm not gonna say i'm not happy but i'm not in any extreme emotion i feel comfortable i feel safe i feel pretty even that's my peace okay uh and to me that's me having balance does great things in my life uh but meditation to me is the process of finding that to me um to where I'm able to clear other things out of my head so that I can find my balance. Um, sometimes that I can s- literally sing a song and it'll almost be like meditation to where I'm getting to my balance, my peaceful place, my my center. Um, so finding my peace is getting to that center place and meditation is kind of what helps me do that. Okay, nice. What about you? What's your, what's your definition of it? I would agree with a lot of what you said. Finding peace for me is, and again, agree with what you said, it's finding that middle ground, that balance of not being too high, not being too low, um, not letting other outside factors influence my temperament or my mm. emotions, not yeah. letting... Um, not feeling even weird on the inside because I think your perspective is how you see the world and how you react to things and what you can be offended by or like and dislike, all of those things. So um, acknowledging when I do feel something, trying to really use that as acknowledgement that something is there and using, like you said, different tools to really figure out why am I feeling that way? Why am I feeling the a certain discomfort and peace to me is just feeling completely almost normal where I don't recognize or notice any kind of issues going on in my body and in my spirit because my spirit can be heavy too yeah absolutely meditation to me like you said is a tool that can help me find my peace or help me uh, notice those things that are happening in my body but no but um, meditation is really dualistic to me and i want to talk a lot about duality we probably can talk about that in another month or just another chat but meditation to me is very dualistic in the sense that 
you need to focus and not focus at the same time. You need to almost focus and bring your awareness so much to, to one thing that you are also not focused on these other things. So you're letting emotions come through, thoughts come through. You're not trying to reject anything. You're accepting everything as it is, but you're also very alert and aware and focused as well. So you could be focused on your breath. You could be focused on your senses. You could be focused on, again, concentrating on, on things, sensations in your body, yeah, visual. Whatever. There's so many different types of meditations as well. So meditation itself is such a dualistic thing to me as well. And recognizing that I have to focus and not focus at the same time. It's complex and it's simple. <laughs> It's complex and it's simple. And I know that's tough for people to understand, especially if you really, uh, what's the word? Logical. Because mm. I'm a very logical person as well. So it's, it's hard talking about dualistic things when you're logical like that. All right. So what is, I mean, we talked about th there's different types of meditation. What is your go-to type of meditation that helps you uh, find your center, your peace or whatever? What's your go-to type? Yeah, I don't know a lot of the different types of meditation. Okay. So I'm going to just kind of say off of what I do know, because, again, I don't know a lot about meditation. I know very little about meditation. Um, but for me, it's just focusing on my breath and focusing, again, and letting thoughts pass. I've used meditation as well, and I haven't used it a lot. It might be going on a year and when I say a year of me starting to try and incorporate meditation, just for context, I've been doing it probably like 15 days straight now. And I can talk about that in a little bit. But, but before the 15 days straight, I was only I probably only did it eight times, maybe. You only meditated. Nah, eight times. It's probably more than that. I'm, that's cap. It's cap. more. It's more than eight times, cap. but it's not a lot. It's not. Yeah, yeah. it's not something you did every day. It's not eighty. It's it's a low number because I know we did it at the spiritual retreat. Yeah, and we did and date guided meditation. How long you do that? A month, maybe. A month. So that's maybe. Nah, maybe. Maybe a month. All right, cool. Maybe a month, two times a week, not daily. <laughs> <laughs> not like, not even daily. In that all right, cool, so that cool, won't cool. even be thirty times either. All right, cool. So if you round all of them up in the random, all right, I got off topic a little bit, but. uh <laughs> I say that to say, even when I'm talking to you about meditation and stuff, do not look at me as somebody who can give you sound advice on meditation because I have not done it myself and I know the benefits of it. But when I do meditate, I like to sit um, really comfortable and still. I like to do uh, follow my breath and, um, you know, inhales, exhales, just really focusing on my senses and sensations in the body and things like that. I found that it has benefited me if I do feel a disturbance in my spirit or if I feel something weighing heavy on me emotionally, or if I feel like I'm not reacting to something in a way that I want to react to it. I like to use meditation as asking my myself, my mind, body, spirit, connection, soul, even include God. I could use it as prayer time to talk to God with my inner voice to ask the question of, all right, why what is bothering you? Why is that bothering you? Just asking myself different internal questions and seeing how my body reacts. Asking myself, what would you like to do differently? How would you like to feel? Why do you feel this way? Just different questions and just seeing what thoughts naturally arise. I don't even know if that answers your question. Really. I mean, it, it told me a lot about how you meditate. So, yeah. Okay, cool. What about you? Do you meditate? Give me a full context kind of breakdown like that. Do you meditate? How is meditate? If you do, how is it? kind of benefited you and how do you do it okay cool yeah so i i do meditate 
Um, it's not as often as I would like to, especially like kind of how he said, knowing the benefits of it as a person that has experienced the benefits of it, I should do it way more. Um, but I meditate, I at least try to get one in a week. So my number is probably over, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Um, but when I do meditate, a lot of times it's breath, like just Literally, that's something consistent that I can focus on. There are days where I'm like, all right, um, I'm not, I can literally start meditating. I feel like I cannot seem to stop my brain. So let's focus on something else. Let's focus on the ceiling fan going around and around and just like focus on that sound and clear my mind and just literally worry about how the ceiling fan is like that sound or that motion or whatever. Um, so there's different I do switch it up sometimes. Um, I do listen to some meditation sometimes. That's tough for me. Uh, so I can understand why some people are like, no, nah, I need to meditate without a guided thing. Sometimes that can be very tough for me. But it is absolutely benefiting my life in the, in the sense of um, it just, it feels like a a shower. That's how it feels. Like, you know how, like, if you've been on a hike all day, you feel grimy, dirty, coming to the house, you, like, hop in the shower, you got the shower, you're like, whew, I feel clean. Like, that's how meditation feels for my soul. Um, and I think that once I do that and once I take, and sometimes I don't make it more than five, ten minutes in a meditation. I can't imagine what, like, a two-hour meditation to do. What's like, the longest you meditated? Ooh, probably, probably 18 minutes. 18 that's and that's a long time. I can't imagine what like a two hour medica- meditation would do uh, for me, but I think that it has benefited me in that way where I feel just ready to take on the world. I feel like my thoughts are clear. Um, it's just it allows me just this free space to like, all right, whatever's going on in your life, blank that, start a new canvas. Today is a new day. You can go out and do whatever you want to do. That's it motivates me. It does so many things uh, on the inside, for sure. That sounds like crack. You need to definitely do this daily. Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, it is something that really, like, when I get done doing it, I'm like, let's go. I think a good natural segue, one, you said one thing. I love a good guided meditation. I think that's a yeah. little lazy in me. I <laughs> yeah. love the relinquishing of control, and it makes it easier for me to focus on something else. Now, again, all guided meditations aren't for me. It depends on a person, just like a music taste almost. It's certain guided meditations not for me. With all these benefits, and we may have talked about this before, with all these benefits, why, why don't you do it daily? <sighs> I mean, I know that's the natural. Uh, that's that's the natural like saying question. celery good for you. Why you don't eat it every that's day? That's not the same thing. Cause it's you, almost saying, like you, the same thing. If I asked you how wings taste, you probably would have talked about how meditation was right then. You wouldn't probably say the same thing about how celery tastes. Yeah, but as far as like it's good for you, though. Like if I ate celery and I found that my body feels refreshed when I eat celery, you would be like, oh, you should eat celery more. And I'm going to be like, yeah, I should, but it don't taste good. So what about meditation don't taste good? All right. So meditation for me is that it is a difficult thing to do. So just like celery doesn't taste great, meditation is hard. All right. I'm going to keep. Yeah. I'm going to five why you. Five why me. Well, you know what's next? What? Why is what? it difficult? Not even. Yes. Why is it difficult? But I'll, I'll skip to even why. I think it's the same question. What makes it difficult? What specifically about meditation makes it difficult? I think you're... you're uh, 
this is a theory of LG for sure. I, it is not facts, so don't take it as facts, people. But I think your mind is literally programmed to like go against meditation. Like your mind is programmed to think constantly about different things that are happening, taking your surroundings. Your senses are constantly uh senses are engaged or whatever i'm trying to say like they're they're constantly receiving information the senses in your body your neurons whatever they're, they're constantly firing and so your body is almost made to like respond to all those things like be a squirrel like think about what you're doing next week think about what you got to do today instead of saying like i don't want to think about anything i want to focus on my breathing right now so i'm literally fighting against what's natural to me to meditate so that's why I find it difficult, uh, I would say. Okay. And I don't necessarily disagree with you. I'm just thinking from what I know about meditation, again, which is clearly not a lot, I wouldn't necessarily put it as, and I think a lot of people say what you say, which is you're trying not to think. Well, I'm I'm trying to either focus on one particular thing and stay in on focus on that uh or so that's what i'm saying so it's hard yeah. to focus then on one specific thing yes and i wouldn't say it's hard to focus on if i got a paper to write it's hard to focus on writing a paper like nah i'm focused on writing this paper i can do that but i'm all of your senses are still being engaged when i kind of shut down all of that down and say Lindsay, focus on this waterfall I can focus on the waterfall for a second, but after a while, nothing's changing. None of my senses are engaged in a different way, and I'm used to that happening. I'm used to when, even when you read a book, like you, you see different things. You in your mind, there's more imagery. There's a constant. That waterfall looks exactly the same over and over. Nothing's really changing. I could, I could debate this, but yeah, I, I just okay. don't. It's, it's, not necessary. I guess. Okay. So tell me your your opinion on it. Like, what is it hard for you to meditate? Um, if it is, what do you find difficult about it? Why don't you do it often or as often? Do you feel like you want to do it more often? Does it benefit I feel like you? I want I want to do it more often. I don't know if my difficulty comes in the form of what you're saying of the focus aspect and include my senses and I want to be clear when I say that because even in your waterfall example to me just like you said staring at the waterfall it's not changing I can argue it is changing like you focusing on it so much oh that every drop is different I can I can start doing all this stuff and you talking about your senses not being engaged I can be like well your senses are always still engaged they're still doing something and you can focus on those as well while you're doing that you don't have to block out all of these other things you can allow all them to happen and just be and I think that makes that kind of go away. So my struggle with meditation is I don't think I've drawn a connection to the benefits of it. It's, it's as simple as that for me. Like in my mind, I have not put in the benefit of oh when I do meditation I do feel better my mind feels a lot more clear um all of the benefits I have not associated with this is happening be literally because of this and I think when I can really understand and keep telling myself 
that this is the benefit from this, I could do it because the sitting down and taking the time to do it is not a particular part for me. It's more harder to stay awake than it is to, because once I get, if I get too comfortable, of course you you can end up almost falling asleep and I would have more trouble, I guess, getting too relaxed than getting, I don't know, not getting stimulated. Okay. All right. So I just want to clarify, you feel like you haven't associated the benefits of meditation. I haven't done that in my brain tied the connection together, Mm, because if I did, I would continue to do it. I think with working out, you can see your body change. You can see something physically changing you with meditation. It's almost a feeling of change. It's just a feeling inside. So it's almost, yeah, for sure. For it's sure. the same as, uh, medicine or different things. Or mm-hmm. again, working out, uh, learning a puzzle, different things. You, you can feel stuff on the inside change, but you can't necessarily see something change. So it's harder to make those connections tie together. Understood. Understood. Okay, um, so I guess moving forward, do you feel like finding peace is an easy thing to do for you? Finding peace is, is that pretty, is that something you struggle with, or how do you go about finding peace if you don't use meditation? I've never struggled with finding peace that much because I can be a Again, this is where whenever we do have the dualistic conversation is going to come. I can be a very detached and focused person at the same time. So I can detach a lot from things that don't give me peace, whether it's inside of a conversation or inside of an environment that doesn't make me feel peace. I can detach from the things that are disturbing my peace, per se, and just accept them for as they are and focus on what maybe is in the room giving me peace or something in my head that'll bring me peace so that I can still be okay. Okay. So what about you? Um, Do you have difficulty finding peace or, and if, if not, or so like why? Yeah, I think, uh, I honestly, I don't have trouble. I wouldn't say consistently. There are definitely moments where I struggle to find peace, where I struggle to find like, all right, I'm extremely unbalanced right now. You need to do something specifically focused on peace. Um, And so those are times where I absolutely meditate and things like that. Um, But in general, on a daily basis, I'm pretty like I'm pretty stable. And I think that's part of my personality. I think I kind of do kind of what you said, just focusing on the positive things in my life, focusing on the other things that aren't that could just like instead of focusing on things that could disturb me, I'm focusing on things that are giving me solace and making me feel good in that moment so i think i i do that very well okay do you think finding your peace can be toxic in different ways like from a personal perspective toxic to me or toxic to others others uh it depends on who around me i would say it depends because ultimately like you may feel like it's toxic that i'm focused on myself in a moment where you may want me to be focused on you and like being like, oh, that energy that's not directed towards helping me in this situation, I don't need it. Okay, cool. You may view that as toxic. Um, but ultimately, me finding my peace is the most important thing to me. So, how others view it is on them, like that's on you. Um, so, I don't think necessarily it could be 
it, it is toxic, but I can see how someone could feel that way about it. Okay. I was thinking of somebody setting a whole lot of boundaries now. Maybe they're not as close as they could be with their friends or something. Mm. Or somebody using detachment. So now they're coming across as not unempathetic or someone uh, doing different fasting things. So they aren't having certain experiences and are secluded a lot more Mm -hmm. and not being able to get the other side of it, which is connection from human beings, connection from your friends and loved ones or connection to whatever that thing is. Yeah, understood. So do you feel like it can be toxic? Yeah, I think it just, again, depends. I think it depends on how you're using it and what your beliefs are and stuff. So, uh, for example... I think if you're using your piece to turn into being judgmental for how other people should be doing something, that could be toxic. So you take your boundaries and think they need to be applied for everybody else. Um, I think that can come across as toxic. Or if you are using your piece to almost not have compassion for other people who may not have peace or may have trouble with something, I think you can that that can be toxic energy. Like you almost are feeling like you're an elitist because you're so positive or something. So I think that can come Ooh, across as toxic. Yeah, that, that, for sure. If you're feeling like, oh, I'm so much more peaceful than you, that can be toxic for sure. Um, I guess what I, how, how did you figure out like what brought you balance? Like what was that process for you? I think is using our mission I think it's a journey of continuously seeking what brings your body to homeostasis. So it's almost mm. the same as food. Homeostasis. Yeah, food. If if a food keeps upsetting my stomach or something, I'm not going to keep doing it. So if I'm around certain people or environments or situations that continue to make my spirit feel heavy, if Ooh. I'm feeling heavy all the time, I'm going to look for activities techniques processes things to make me feel better on the inside so it's looking for those things that allow me to feel i'm not gonna say good because i think a lot of people struggle with noticing the difference between feeling good and just feeling at peace which Mm -hmm. at peace can be literally just normal like that you feel nothing wrong in your spirit nothing's heavy i think a good measure of that could be like the quality of sleep you get in at night mm. or how you feel when no sound or again none of your senses are being alerted if you're just sitting there which again goes almost to meditation if you just got to sit still do you feel okay or are like thoughts starting to run out of the just thought, 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 thought. run out of the are you a uh, slave to your mind yeah what about you um i think Continuously seeking is absolutely my answer. Um, I I learned very early on that I wanted to be in a place of peace, and I have continuously sought that out. How so, did you learn it? Like- um, a lot of it for me was just the music I listened to. So I mention her all the time. NDRE is one of my favorite artists. She's always been on that wave. I started listening to her very early on, and that whole vibe, I just... 
I clicked with. And I was like, all right, bet. I got to speak words of beauty so I can be there. I have to uh, forgive people. So I don't, I don't, I'm like, I'm not heavy with that burden. Like I'm 14, 15, starting to practice these things. Uh, and so I've just continuously sought that out. You, good point. You saying that made me think people are really what made me find peace a lot. One, when I was young, I, I've always found almost everything is funny, which yeah. it's not. I don't believe everything is funny, but I think you can find humor in a lot of shit. a lot of stuff. You yeah. can make a joke almost about anything, whether it's a good joke or not. You know, that depends whatever. on audience. A lot, a lot of stuff. <laughs> Seeing people stressed out made me not want to be stressed out. Seeing people upset, fussing, cussing, looks like a lot of energy. So I can almost say, I don't want to use the word lazy because I'm not lazy. Uh, feeling relaxed and feeling and seeing somebody relaxed or happy and joyful versus seeing somebody stressed out definitely makes me want to be like, oh, if I got a choice, I'm always choose. I'm gonna pick that every even time. if you see somebody fussing. If the other person is relaxed, but the other person is going crazy on them, you be like, even if that person saying the best jokes ever, you are not phasing this person. That is amazing. And then I would watch. Bruce Lee movies and all this other stuff and be like water my friend and all this other stuff and it just it just made sense I don't know it just resonates it, it clicked like yeah a young age absolutely yeah I mean if it makes sense to you certain things jive with you 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 gonna practice that so um it ain't easy for everybody and I ain't gonna say it was necessarily easy for me but it was a continuous effort to make sure that I saw that like I want to be I want to feel good. I don't want to be stressed out. I want to feel like, I guess, like you said, I want to be at my homeostasis. Yeah. On top of that, why do you feel like we aren't taught stuff like that in school? I don't feel like, and maybe they are like now. Like emotional stuff? Yeah. How to regulate your emotions, especially at a young age. I don't feel like we are taught how to use your words, how to calm down, how to relax. I don't think. I don't think that's a I don't school know. thing. I don't think that's school's purpose. My opinion. I think that's a at home learning type thing. Your parents should be teaching you that. Why? Wow, I feel like that's a very human thing that people should know. I think if if anything, that's one of the most important things you should know going out in the world. I don't feel like school is to become a good human. I feel like school is to educate you on things that we utilize as humans to assimilate into this world. School is I not, agree with you how it's set up. I'm saying okay. why do you think it's not set up? Because I think it should be set up at home. That's my opinion. Like, I think your emotional maturity and your learning to deal with difficult things from an emotional standpoint uh, is a at-home type learning. Yeah, you, you're saying the same thing three times. Why do you feel like it should be learned at home? Uh, because it is... I just don't feel like that's the purpose of school. Like, that is not the... Yeah, I know that's not the defined purpose of school. Okay, so I let me let me break this down. I, I guess... There I'm, are two, I'm almost... two places mainly where I feel like as a young child, you learn things. That's school and home. That's it. Like, there's... Or I would even say school and outside of school. So, that is one of those things that is outside of school to me. That's what I'm saying. Not necessarily at home. But yes. So I'm repeating what you're saying. That is how it is currently set up. Mm -hmm. You agree that it should be set up with it that way. Mm -hmm. Why do you feel that way? 
Why do I feel like that? Why do you feel like it shouldn't be in school? I know that it's not in school. I know that's how it's currently set up. Why do you feel like we shouldn't learn that in school? Why do you feel like your parents should be in charge of teaching you that? Especially, let's say your parents are not emotionally mature as well. They have emotional intelligence issues as well. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel like emotional regulation should not be taught in school? Because t- that's not what teachers do. I don't. I guess I don't know how to explain anything outside of like that is not the role of teachers to teach you emotional balance. The role is to right, teach well, them. Let me let me ask like you factual again. things. Not, so if if. You don't think it's a fact on how you can regulate your emotions? Like, you don't think there are It's different that, for every child. It's very I'm unique at, to children. It's unique to your experience, your what you're living in, your your state. Like, so, I'm at, that's what I'm, so you don't think it's techniques that, that are proven through facts that can help you regulate your emotions? I'm not saying that. Okay. And I'm then, saying teachers shouldn't have to teach you those things. Why would I put that on the teacher when she already got to teach you the facts about social studies and the things that have happened in society as far as wars and math? Two things to me. One, I I guess what physical and sex education and stuff, you wouldn't put that in the same realm that could be with emotional intelligence? No. Why? Those are facts about like anatomy and biology. Your emotions and feelings aren't anatomy? No, they are not actual anatomy. No. Okay. Tell me why you feel like it should be. Why it should be taught Every, in school. Everybody has emotional, uh, some emotional instability. Everybody is going to feel probably grief for the most part of course there are people who are whatever that word is for serial killers i don't know the people that don't have any empathy whatsoever because of something in their brain yeah Yeah. something like that everybody feels happy sad most of those feelings i think going through those feelings and teaching people different techniques whether they choose to use them or not just like in school all the facts and stuff that you were taught and again not all the facts are even real facts all all the stuff that you were taught is not necessarily useful in life for you to thrive and be a good person and be able to manage your day and stuff. So I think you being able to learn those things could benefit you more greatly than learning a history lesson about whatever. Yeah, to me, that is not the purpose of school. The purpose of school is not to make you a good human. I know that. I'm saying why, you wouldn't want a school to make you, that would help, help you, uh, quote unquote, be I wouldn't call it be a good human, but teach you techniques that would help you uh, be better focused, be uh, eat healthy, do things that are good for your body, spirit, mind connection. That's what I'm saying. You wouldn't want a school that had a purpose like that. If there was a school that was created to do those things, yes. But that's the question, Lindsay. That's what I don't understand. Okay. You're- I don't understand how you say yes to that. Because that's, that's the question I'm asking. I guess my you You're my saying thing how is, things are. I'm, I'm, again, the question is hypothetical. Clearly, like, I don't know if there is a school like that. Right. To me, that, that is too much of an undertaking to add on additionally to a, a teacher's role. To say, like, I should be responsible for helping these children understand how to manage their emotions in a classroom. What class if it's one class? Of, that's what I'm, it's one, it's not, 
Okay. I, I don't. I maybe I'm confused at how you're thinking about it. You're yeah. thinking like every teacher needs to be teaching this thing, well, and I'm thinking thing like it's like, just like PE or something. It's a class where you go to, and the class is telling you about different things and like, oh, these are different anxiety techniques. These are different stress relief techniques. These are. This is how you could meditate if you. If there was a school like that, that would be great. That's my answer. Okay. All right. Any other questions following that? Not really. I still, I don't really understand with the two answers you gave, but I, of course, accept them. I guess your, your, your question originally was like, why do you think that's not taught in school? And my answer to that is that that's a, a very fluid thing that is very, um, Everybody doesn't want their child to learn the same way in those type of aspects. Like they don't want them to to manage the same. That is something like your parents help you guide you through. Like there's too many different techniques and applications of emotional intelligence to narrow to like, hey, we're going to teach this to your children about how they should do it. And so I think that's just something that's specifically is too volatile to put into a classroom type setting. That's why I think we're not taught it in school. Okay. I don't, but if there was a school, you would like that? If it aligned with how I felt like you should manage your emotions, yes, that would be great. But I also would have to understand, like, what are you actually teaching them? Just like some kid, some parents teach their kids to hit back. Some parents teach their kids to tell the teacher. We don't decide in school which way we're going to tell you to do it. We're going to let your parents manage that because your That's, parents probably feel that, differently about it. That example is not one that re- relates to me because if we were talking about those two things, whether like you should fight somebody or not, to me, the example would be, should there be self-defense classes or fighting classes versus should you know what to do in this situation type of classes? That, that, that to me, that would be the ex- example of the same thing to me versus saying, oh, if somebody hits you, hit them back. Like that's, those two are two different things to me. Or you think they're the same? I don't quite understand what you're saying. So if you say the concept of I'm teaching the child whether if somebody hits you, you need to hit them back. I wouldn't say that's the same thing as saying I'm going to take you to a self-defense class where people teach you different situations on not getting kidnapped or how to protect yourself. And like, so those are two different things to me. So if you're trying to compare that to teaching somebody like anxiety I'm not bringing up up like self-defense classes. I'm saying those type of things that are like people can feel very differently about them. We don't choose to put that in school because people tend to raise their children different ways. And so emotional maybe, balance is the same thing. I think thing maybe we are, I think, I don't, maybe I don't understand what you are putting that would be taught in this like emotional intelligence class where I'm talking about like anxiety techniques on how to calm yourself down or how to recognize when you like, like something like how, how to recognize that, Oh, I really enjoy that. Or talking about things like that. Like, I don't, that's that's kind of what I'm talking about in the class, and I don't understand like all these other techniques or that you're saying that could be similar as 
somebody almost teaching like sex ed or something where people would be like, oh, I don't want you teaching that to my child because I don't believe in that. Uh, I think anxiety techniques and how you manage your emotions in general is very different based on the person. And so I think people teach it differently based on like how their children are and the circumstances they're going through. So you could tell my child like, hey, I want you to start counting to 10. And they go home and they start counting to 10 and their parents are like, what are you doing? Why are they telling you to do that? That's stupid. I don't want them telling you that. that that's that that happens regard like that's a regardless thing. What I'm saying is those type of things are would I imagine putting that in some type of curriculum is asking for a, a surplus of people like don't teach my kid that. So yes, that does happen. People say that about race theory and all like they they ha- yes, that happens. What I'm saying is something that dependent on personality is something I don't see you setting a curriculum for. Why is the anxiety techniques and stuff like that so dependent on personality? Because uh, people experience it differently. And it's based off what they go through and how they're triggered. Me teaching what, you that technique is based off that? I don't... You receiving that technique is based... is is You're going to receive that differently based off what you're going through. And what you've been through, my personal opinion. Versus math is one way you receive it this way no matter what. There's That's no- not true. There's plenty of people that hate math. They receive it as I don't like the way. Two I plus thought, two is two plus two. The answer is still the same. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But how you receive it is different still, just like you said. What I mean by receiving is I, you can teach it like this is a fact. There's there's no like, oh, this may work for you or this may not work for you. For Jimmy, it's going to be different. When he do two plus two, it's going to look like this versus when she do two plus two, it's going to look like that. It's not that much vagueness in school subject matters. This is an atom. It is. This so. is what an atom is made of. It, it that, Like how you listen to it, yes, can be differently because we're all different. What I'm saying is how you receive it and apply those things is is consistent when you're talking about factual things how i manage my anxiety is going to be different now versus tomorrow versus if i've been kidnapped versus if i've molested at home it's 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 a surplus of things i just feel that's not something that you can base the curriculum off of it's something that you are taught at home and parents may feel differently about how they want their children to do that all right. All right. This has been another Zen Trap Chat. I'm one of your two hosts, Yogi LG. Uh, Zen P. If you can't do nothing else, protect your peace. And protect your energy. It's the Zen Trap. We out.